Here we go, shot one. This shot is a special shot. This shot goes out to all of you at least 50 year old males who drive brand new Corvettes. Here's to you this Christmas season. Oh wow, that is that is not great. Wow, okay. Okay, before we take shot two, I just wanna toast this shot to all of you out there that despise capitalism yet own a Corvette and a brand new iPhone. Here's to you, no, shot, shot two. two. The second one is better. We should have warmed up. We should just start three shots in before we, we take be three an shots. Additional three shots. Yes. You ready to take shot three? I'm, I'm very ready. Here is shot three, and this one is going out to all of you walking vaginas. You know who you are. Here we go. Yeah, the first one hurt, but those two have been pretty good. Three shots in approved. Rum Kila. Thanks, Mom. This is three shots in. On this Christmas episode, I will not be uh, be making you feel joyful and happy. I will be making you feel horrible and disgusting. Uh, and that is because my story is horrible and disgusting. <laughs> so, so very similar to the Thanksgiving and Halloween episode. Wait, no, it wasn't Halloween that you ruined everybody's life. It was the historical figures that you ruined everybody's yes. life. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I tend to do that. I like, you know, the big murderous stories, yeah, which it, this one happens to be one of those. Of course. So, so if any of you have regained any any scrap of hope in humanity, you're about to lose it. Yeah, it's going to be gone. <laughs> Judgment is nigh, for Belschnickel is I. Christmas time is here. Christmas. Can you guys hear me chewing? Yes. No, she would. Absolutely. You have some sort of post-apocalyptic chic happening. <laughs> Merry Christmas, motherfuckers. <laughs> this is three shots in. I am Jake. I am Jess. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. You all just opened all of your disappointing gifts. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You unstuffed those... those cheaply filled stockings <laughs> that are not proportionate to regular feet by the way like Correct. that's a huge ass fucking calf and a teeny tiny wide ass yeah foot. thick ass foot <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yep you all enjoyed your your zoom christmas parties i bet those were pretty how, fucking awkward how exciting <laughs> <laughs> yeah but hey when the children are opening the gifts i'm sure some of you experience that uh We'll say stress, anxiety that comes with the in-laws being disappointed that the kids didn't like the gifts they got them quite as much as they thought. Or, hey, I got them a fucking gift card. Why didn't they like that shit? Who knows? Yeah, gift cards are always a bad decision. With children? Yes. I feel like with anyone, I hate getting gift cards. Like, I would rather get a shitty, like, $5 to $10 gift than a $25 gift card. I, I don't have like, any issue with $5 to $10 gifts. No, I'm saying because like you would have to think about me in some way if you're going to buy that gift. I don't care if you don't think about me. Well, I'm just saying that you thought about me enough to get me something. That's, that's I would how I see it. I'd prefer that over a gift card. The gift card shows me that you at least considered getting me something. No, they felt obligated to. I accept. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, don't, because look, don't get me wrong. I also accept <laughs> the the gift cards for me. It's like a little second Christmas because I forget that they're there. They're so small and thin and I put them somewhere where I think that they're safe and I forget that they're there because that's how safe it is. Yep. 
and, and then, then like three months later, I'm like, oh shit, here's that Baja, that Baja Fresh gift card <laughs> I forgot about. Baja Fresh, Jesus. <laughs> Everyone forgot about Baja Fresh. <laughs> <laughs> so tonight, you guys, uh, you listened to us take shots of rum kila. You did. And I'm not, I'm not pronouncing something wrong. It is rum kila. That is a mixture of rum and tequila. Mm-hmm. And it was surprisingly delicious. It was a very pleasant blend. Yeah, I was I was very scared upon seeing the bottle. It has a skull as the logo. And With red eyes or hearts in its eyes? Can you tell? No. You can't see the shape, not the color. I don't the see shape. anything in the eyes. Look at the eyes. I'm bringing, not... it, I'm bringing it real close. Do it. Nope, those are just eyes. Let me see. Like he's just like let, very high. Let the regular eyes take a look. He's just high. Yeah, super high. You might have heard some some very oddly specific toasts tonight. If you don't, if those toasts mean nothing to you, then don't worry about it. If they do, try to think of a nice way to say, you know, go fuck yourself. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you know, is there a nice I, way to say that? No, nah, I think you said it. All right, you said it with your silence, yeah. and then I said it with words. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you have it. There you have it. Go fuck yourself and Merry Christmas and Merry Christmas, of course, to you and your family. Of course, of course. So uh, I don't have great news for you guys. The topic of the day is Christmas itself and considering our reputation and what we kind of just gravitate to uh-huh. innately, it's going to be a morbid fucking time. So if you're not ready for this, you'd like to maintain your your hope in mankind. I understand. Let's be real, though. This episode is coming out the day after Christmas. Uh, they've already you know, had their joyous cookie baking times and their annoying drunk family times. Sure. Oh, if they had that, they might have not had that this year. Maybe not. Did some so, states are still locked down? Yeah. So maybe not. Either way, mm-hmm. I feel like day after Christmas is a safe day to to hit everyone with some very very negative stories. Sure. Certainly. There could also be some of you out there who would prefer New Year's Eve or the day before New Year's Eve. I could also understand that because, you know, then you listen to this and you're not so, you know, jazzed about the earth and the people living on it. Yeah. But then you have New Year's Eve and you're like, oh, but it's a new year. New year, new me. You know, there's hope. There's refreshment. I can turn a new leaf. I can set a goal for myself. All that kind of stuff. I could also understand that. You might need that. So think about that now. Go ahead and pause it. Pause the podcast and think about that. Do I want to be bummed out now? Or do I want to be bummed out right before something rad happens? Like I reconnect with a beloved family member on Zoom and, you know, make a toast to the future. Stuff like that. That went on for a long time. <laughs> that little that little thing you just did. It was moral, a little moral or did it go on for a long Shut time? Up. Moral of the story here, if you didn't change in the last 365 days, you won't change in the next 365 days. If you're fat now, you'll be fat then. Let's move on. (laughs) Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. I keep forgetting. Oh, boy. Okay. Well, we will be saying prayers for you all. Please say prayers for us as we move into these terrible, terrible stories, but not before. We talk about what we're drinking tonight. What are we drinking tonight, Jacob? Uh, So we have some spiked eggnog. Of course. Yeah, it was delicious. So delicious. Literally, what else would we be drinking on a Christmas episode? Wine? Boo. Oh, I agree. <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't advocating for it. It's fattening. It's basically cream. It's 
yeah, it's basically just eggs and milk and sugar. Yeah. And there's, there was rum in it. There was rum. Yeah. We did down those first ones. And yeah. Those were fucking gone really fucking fast. Yeah. But we even, oh, we even put like cinnamon on top. We did. Fancy. I get, I put a little sprinkle yeah. of the cinnamon on. Yeah. Those were, those were mighty delicious and now they are gone and mm-hmm. we are drinking more. So bear with uh, yeah. us because that rum kila hit like a fucking brick and it, we got drunk within yeah. like five minutes. That, that shit kicked like a mule. Yeah. But you know what? I'm going to take that back because that makes it sound like it was the rye, like it was difficult to shoot and it was smoother than the rye. Yeah. It's just that it got us way drunker than the rye much faster. Yes, it did. Yes, it did. Well, are you ready to spin the Christmas wheel? Yeah. Oh, this is a fun one. This was created by yours truly. That is me, Jake. I, this guy. (laughs) (laughs) If you could write any Santa Claus to fuck with Santa Claus, Mm. what would that clause be? Now, this is... This, I did write this uh, because the kids just watched Santa Claus with Tim Allen, where, you know, there's a Santa Claus in the contract of, you know, Santaness. Mm-hmm. And so if you could add any Santa Claus in the Santa Claus contract, what would that be? Wow. I mean, I'm only thinking of like boring adult things. Like if you're going to be here anyway, fucking clean something up because I know you're not leaving it cleaner than you did. Making it fucking dirtier as shit with your black fucking boots. Your fat ass squeezing down my chimney. It's covered in fucking soot. Yeah, just leaving fucking ash in my fucking house. Thanks for li- thanks for the gifts, I guess. I didn't get any, but that's cool. Mm-hmm. I'm sure mm-hmm. the kids will love it. You're welcome for the cookies, by the way. You tub of lard. <laughs> he is. He is a tub of lard. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. But to fuck with him. To fuck yeah. with him. Yeah, just to make his life more difficult. Like, if you recall. Oh, oh, oh. So... There on YouTube, we've seen some things that's called Watch People Die Inside. There are Watch uh-huh. People Die Inside compilations. And in these compilations, there are people live streaming, playing a game where there's like a, a VR sort of sensor. I won't say VR, just a sensor sort of hooked up to like their eyes. Yes, it tracks their eye movement. It tracks their eye movement. And they challenge themselves to not look at boobies. To watch some like some near, some near soft porn. And right. now I say that because it's not actually porn in any way. It's just, it's, it's usually, just close to it. It's usually a woman by herself just doing regular things, but she's wearing like, you know, super thoughty clothing. She's wearing, it's like she works, she just got, she just clocked out of Hooters. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So the cleavage, it's like pushed up all the way to her chin and the butts out and stuff like that. And uh, every time his eyes wander to boobs or butt, uh, he suffers some kind of penalty. Uh-huh. I imagine like a shock collar type situation, <laughs> but for Santa with any fattening foods. Ah, he can't even, he can't even look at the cookies. Can't even look at it. You can think about it, but you can't look at it. What about milk? Is milk fattening? Yeah. He can't even look at the milk. No, unless it's not fat. What if he doesn't look at it? Could he pick it up and eat it? He's going to look at skim. He's not going to think about it while he's eating it. He can think about it. You just said that. He, he's not going to look at it though. He can't look. Well, if he sees it in the corner of his eye, he just grabs How's it. How's he going to find it in the first place? What if he, what he's grabbing isn't milk at all? What if it's like cashew milk or some shit? Oh, that's gross. That's what I'm saying. Mm, isn't it not worth, worth a, the risk? Isn't it worth just a little glance? Just it, like a second it would of pain? Be. Yeah. Well, plus <laughs> you don't want to like see in the corner of your eye, like, oh, there's some chocolate chip over there. You grab it, bite into it. And it's fucking like cranberry oatmeal <laughs> cookie. Surprise. It's a cauliflower cookie. Uh, <laughs> it's a veggie cookie. Yeah. Yeah. No, that would suck. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. He can still do what he wants. 
it's just way less convenient and also painful. Okay. I'm into that. What about you? See, I was going a little more dark, mm-hmm. you know, in that the Santa Claus is that like, you know, Santa must take however many souls per year or something. Souls? I don't know. That's just where my mind went. That is dark. See, you said you were going to say something dark. And I thought to myself, mine's pretty dark. Mine's basically like using conversion. Like, wait, what? no, it's Have not conversion. Love. No, no, no. It's using aversion therapy on Santa to like make him not fat anymore. And yours is literally like he's collecting souls, but like for who? Satan? I don't know. The The elves? The elves want his souls? Maybe, I'm sure the elves eat. Souls? Maybe. Who are Ew. you to judge? Me. I. What do look, you mean? Look, that was, just, that was just my first thought. Okay? As an owner of a soul, I judge that. Okay. How about the Santa Claus that I will create is that Santa every year must bring, we'll say, we'll say 10 people to the North Pole that must be like converted into a elf worker. He can make whatever judgments that he wants. He can pick the 10 smartest people, the 10 highest on the naughty list, highest on the naughty list. He can pick, you know, 10 criminals, any, any, any system that he wants. But every year, 10 people are added and are help help build toys and shit. Can only assume that's to compensate for the growing population or to cover for people who have died. Well, because a human is far larger than an elf, you know, imagine, you know, 10 humans instead of. 50 elves on an assembly line, you know? What kind of elves, though? I'm, my mind went, I'm, I'm sticking with the Santa Claus. You know, they're all little children. They're all like 10, 11 years mm-hmm. old. But see, in that universe, the elves are not only immortal, they never have to sleep, and they're incredibly intelligent. So, But just think, 10 humans, he can lay off, Santa can lay off like 30 elves. Why? Because they, they're bigger, they can do more and faster. But they wouldn't. I, we know humankind and we're super stupid. Maybe Santa doesn't pick 10 stupid people. He picks 10 very intelligent people. Mm, he takes Bill Gates as an he, elf. He takes Gates and, and Musk mm-hmm. and he puts them on an assembly line. That would be super smart. That would be. The Santa Claus is that he just has to provide 10 people and then eventually we can get rid of the elves Yeah. entirely. Mm-hmm. That's the goal here. To be rid of the elves. Yes. Get rid of them. And then we can be, you know, a unified planet. Against the elves. Yes. <laughs> the elves Finally, need to go. Just as nature intended. You know what? I wouldn't have had a problem with them, with the elves. But it's the fact that they had like an elf SWAT team that kind of bothers me. In Santa Claus? Yeah. That I'm like, yeah, they need to go. The Santa Claus, I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they need to go. They can't exist any longer. But we still need to supply toy makers. I thought it was dope that they had a SWAT team. It was only, they were only active but, to protect Christmas. But imagine if Santa took 10 crackheads to, to, to be his SWAT team. You know what I mean? Oh, that'd be a disaster. No, that'd be great. Hey, go raid that house because they're, they're doing some anti-Santa stuff and I'll give you some crack when you I get back. I will give you crack <laughs> when you're done. Yeah. I think it'd be very successful. Wow. I mean, I guess I, I don't have the experience to draw on, so I wouldn't be able to confirm that or deny it. That's fair. Crack addict. Unconfirmed. <laughs> Who's going first? Are you going first? Am I going first? I don't know. Who do you want to go first? I don't know. Is yours funny at all? No. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. Um, hmm. Based off of what you were sort of like hinting at before yeah. we began recording, I'm going to go ahead and say that mine 
is less of a bummer than yours. Okay. So I'll go first. Okay. Okay. The year is 1940. We're in Chicago. Okay. Ronald Gene Simmons is born. Mm. Not Gene Simmons, the guy from Kiss. The guy with the super long tongue. Yeah, not him, but okay. Ronald Gene Simmons from All Chicago. Right. Got it. His father died of a stroke while he was a baby, and his mother remarried an engineer who was in the United States Army. Oh, that's nice. I know. They moved around a lot, you know, military, family, and all. Mm-hmm. Uh, in 1957, Simmons drops out of school, and he enlisted in the United States Navy. Less nice, but at yeah. least he's doing something with his life. Yeah, I mean, he was 17, you know. Who needs school past that point? Mm. So in the Navy, 1957. Three years later, 1960, he marries Becky Ulibarri in New Mexico. Okay, and over the next 18 years, they have seven children. Wow. Yeah, they, they were busy. They were busy bunnies. Busy, busy. In 1963, he left the Navy and joined the Air Force. Oh. And he stayed in the Air Force until 1979, where he retired with the rank of Master Sergeant. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wonderful. So that's worth a salute right mm -hmm, there. Mm -hmm. He had been awarded a Bronze Star, the Republic of Vietnam Gallantry Cross, and the Air Force Ribbon for Excellent Marksmanship. Wow. Yeah, very, very decked out Master Sergeant this was. Sounds like it. The Marines called that chesty polar. Okay. It's the name of a man, believe it or not. Oh, I would have not believed that. It has nothing to do with that. chests. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would not have believed that. I know, neither did I. So he had left in 1979 is when he retired. In 1981, the New Mexico Department of Human Services began investigating Simmons because of allegations against him that he had fathered a child with his 17-year-old daughter, Sheila. Oh no. A daughter who he had allegedly been sexually abusing. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah, it took a big turn real quick. Yes, it did. Simmons and his family fled to Ward, Arkansas in 1981 and then to Dover, Arkansas in 1983. Okay. Once in Dover, the Simmons family lived on a 13-acre plot of land. They had used two mobile homes to create one large no longer mobile home. The home had no indoor plumbing. Yuck. Yeah, it's kind of gross. No fun. But to make it a little more homey, Simmons surrounded the house with a privacy fence that reached up to 10 feet in certain spots. Okay, so, why Why only certain spots? I don't know. Why not all the spots? Seemed kind of lazy to me. Yeah. Yeah, who knows? Okay. Simmons worked as an accounts receivable clerk at Woodline Motor Freight. But after numerous reports of inappropriate sexual advances, Simmons quit and began working at a Sinclair Mini Mart until he quit on December 18th, 1987. Ah. If, you, if you're paying attention, you'll notice how we're approaching Christmas. I did notice that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Simmons, now unemployed, ordered his children that still lived with him to dig a new cesspit. If you don't know what a cesspit is, that is a hole in the ground. For pooping. For pooping in. Yeah. 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 So, you know, not new. They don't have indoor plumbing. So I'm assuming they had cesspits uh, along their entire property. And it was time for a new one. Okay. I'm not, I'm not looking forward to what I believe will be the revealing of what the cesspit actually is. We'll find out, won't we? Okay. Yes, we will. Over the next few days, Simmons made the decision that he would never be employed again. Okay. He was done working. 
tired. He's 50 years old. Understandable. He's done skis. Okay. And on the morning of December 22nd, 1987, Simmons shot and killed his 46-year-old wife, Becky, mm. with his 22 caliber handgun. All right. Yeah, I just thought, you know, I'm done working. Gotta kill the wife. Gotta kill the wife. Right. That's right. Then he turned the gun on his 29-year-old son, Ronald Gene Simmons Jr., and killed him. Mm. Simmons then picked up his three-year-old granddaughter, Barbara, and strangled her. AKA daughter. No, no. This is his son, Ronald Gene Simmons Jr., his son's daughter. This is his granddaughter. Ah, I see. Yes. And he strangled her. Got it. It it was time to retire, that is. To retire, yes. Right. Uh, Simmons placed the three bodies in the recently dug cesspit. Ah. Oh, we're... Big yeah, surprise. Big surprise there. And he waited for his other children to return home. When his son and three daughters returned home, he told them he had early Christmas gifts for them. In the cesspit? <laughs> but that he would only give them one at a time. First up was 17-year-old Loretta. Simmons took her out into the large property where he strangled her while holding her head under the water of a rain barrel. Got it. Yeah. Simmons then returned and killed 14-year-old Eddie, 11-year-old Marianne, and 8-year-old Becky in the same fashion. Same barrel. The same barrel, I'm assuming. Kind of gross. It, the barrel is? Well, I mean, it's got a lot of spit in it now, you know? I highly doubt anyone <laughs> cared about that. Yeah, could have used a clean barrel, fresh barrel. Yeah, his bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Four days later, on December 26th, 1987, ah. the remainder of the Simmons family would be arriving for Christmas. They were going to celebrate Christmas that day. First to arrive was Simmons' 22-year-old son, Billy, his 21-year-old wife, Renata, and their 20-month-old baby, Trey. Simmons shot and killed Billy and Renata, then continued to strangle and drowned 20-month-old Trey. I'm wondering why the bullets are reserved for the older people, and then strangling and drowning seems to be his go-to for the younger people. Yeah. Does he find that to be some sort of mercy? Maybe he wishes that he could have strangled and drowned all of them, but the adults would put up more of a fight. Mmm. Yes. Very well. Move mm. on. Simmons hid the bodies and continued to wait for his last child and her family to arrive. Mm. At long last, 24-year-old Sheila, if you recall, this is the one that Simmons allegedly abused, mm -hmm. her 33-year-old husband, Dennis, their six-year-old, Sylvia, who is Simmons' daughter slash granddaughter, mm. and 20-month-old 20 son, Michael, arrived at the Simmons' property to celebrate Christmas. Simmons shot and killed Sheila and Dennis, then strangled Sylvia and Michael. No drowning this time. Okay. After now killing his wife, all seven of his children and their families, Simmons then laid their bodies in neat rows in the lounge. Okay. I don't know how large a lounge could be in a double mobile home. Real quick, does that mean he retrieved the ones he dropped in the cesspit? Yes. And then moved them? Yes. Okay. Yes, he laid them all in neat rows. Okay. All of them were covered with coats, except for Sheila, who was covered with a fancy tablecloth. It was their very fancy Christmas-only tablecloth. Okay. So she was special. I wonder why. Which is kind of gross. Super gross. <laughs> yeah. And Simmons' two grandsons, both the 20-month-old babies, were both wrapped in plastic and placed in abandoned cars on the property. They were not in a neat row with the rest of the family. Huh. 
Yeah, I don't really know why. Not really explained. Well, I mean, I we're kind of way past That's a common good point. sense at this point. Yeah. Hey, I've decided I'm not going to work anymore and will retire. Time to murder all of my children who are independent and earning for themselves. Uh, no. Four of them were underage. Sure. He also murdered all of his children who were independent and earning for themselves. This is true. And their families. Right. Yeah. Who were being, also being supported by them. Yes. Yeah. Well, Simmons then went to a local bar where he had a few drinks. Got it. Hung out, returned home, and reportedly drank beer and watched TV over the course of the next two days while his family rotted in the lounge. Ah, vacation time. Yeah. Now it is December 28th, 1987. Simmons left the home. He drove to a law office in Russellville, Arkansas, where he shot and killed the receptionist, Kathy Kendrick, who was 24 years old, because she allegedly turned down his sexual advances in the past. Wow, what a bitch. <laughs> I know. Mm-hmm. Who, who could, how could a 24-year-old turn down this 50-year-old married man? After leaving the law office, Simmons went to an oil company office where he shot and killed J.D. Chaffin and wounded the owner, Rusty Taylor. Did he also? They have no connection to him. I don't know why he stopped there to Are shoot them. Are you sure? As far as- Maybe this was a rampage of just everyone who rejected his sexual advances. Maybe. Maybe JD and Rusty were on that list. Mm-hmm. Shot them both, killed JD, wounded Rusty. Okay. And then left. Next, he stopped by a convenience store that he worked at for a short time, where he shot and wounded two more people. Mm-hmm. Then he left the convenience store and went to his final destination, the Woodline Motor Freight, which is the place that he quit working due to the number of sexual allegations made against him, mm. you know? It is crawling with people who rejected his sexual advances is what you're telling me. At least one, and he shot and wounded her. Okay. He shot and wounded a woman in the Woodline Motor Freight. Okay. Then he sat in an office where he chatted with a secretary I'm assuming was shitting her brains out. Yeah. And waited for the authorities to arrive. When police did arrive, he handed over his gun and surrendered himself without any resistance. He was retiring. He was retiring, yes. Yeah. Officially. Mm -hmm. Simmons was quickly found guilty of 16 counts of murder and was sentenced to death. He refused to appeal his death sentence, saying, quote, to those that oppose the death penalty, in my particular case, Anything short of death would be cruel and unusual punishment. I'm confused about what that means. It's fucking weird. Punishment to whom? Him. To himself. To himself. So what he's saying is that he regrets what he's done. And Who that knows? to allow him to live with it would be cruel and unusual. He said, like, basically, based on what he has done, yeah. he deserves the, the death penalty. Sure. But it would be cruel and unusual It's because to allow him to live. No. He is refusing the right to appeal his case. Right. But others can appeal his case for him. Sure. And he's basically telling them, do not do this. I deserve death and I will get death. And it would be cruel and unusual to not kill me. Yes. To himself. Yes. Why? I don't fucking know. That's not in there? Nope. Like he stopped at, hey, that'd be cruel and unusual. Let me die. Yeah. No idea. Yeah. Fucking weird, right? Sounds like a... An attempt at like making it sound like it was legally and like morally wrong to leave him alive and not really necessarily 
I don't know, a statement about his guilt about what he'd done. I don't, he, he doesn't seem to refuse or not refuse to, to feel any guilt about what he did. But see, that's what's so strange is like, you're saying you're done with working. So what that means is that you'd like to die. Like that was the end result. That's what you hoped for was that well, if he wanted to die, he would have just killed himself. Right. But He's obviously not a religious man. Retirement meant killing all of your family members and anyone who ever said they didn't want to have sex with you and then dying. That was the goal was to die at the end of all of that. That's what retirement meant. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, he made an additional statement. Okay. Right. A little bit later saying I, Ronald Gene Simmons Sr., want it to be known that it is my wish and desire that absolutely no action by anybody be taken to appeal or in any way change this sentence. It is further respectfully requested that this sentence be carried out expeditiously. Quickly. Yeah. He wants it to happen, you know, faster than normal, which if you're put to, to death in the United States, it takes fucking years before you're actually put to death. Right. Now, granted, most people appeal multiple times. Of course. Which is why it takes even longer. Well, it's a right that they're given and yes. it's in an attempt to make sure no one is falsely accused. Correct. Uh, people in death row with him refused to share a cell with him because they thought it would hurt their chances at getting an appeal. Because he refused to appeal his death sentence, the others believed that he was damaging their chances of beating their own death sentences. Just by being near him? Sure, maybe. It wouldn't. I don't. doesn't hurt to say I don't want to have a share cell with him. So, I don't know. Anyway, on May 31st, 1990, so almost three years later, Arkansas governor, you might recognize the name, Bill Clinton. (gasps) Ah. Yes. He would go on to become the president of the United States and go on to not have sexual allegations with a woman in the Oval Office. Mm, One ML. Oh, her her initials. initials. Her initials. The woman that he did not have sexual allegations with. He did not. No. Yeah. Well, he signed the death warrant on that day in 1990. Okay. Simmons was put to death by lethal injection on June 25th, 1990. Wonderful. And nobody claimed the body. He did have surviving family members. Nobody claimed the body and Simmons was buried in a potter's field. Is I did that, look that up okay. because I was like, oh, I don't know what that is, but that sounds It sounds cool. like it's just the field that belongs to a potter, but I doubt that's it. <laughs> uh, that is not it. A potter's field pauper's grave or common grave, they all, they're all the same thing, is a place for the burial of unknown, unclaimed, or indignant people. Uh, indignant, I-N-D-I-G-N-A-N-T. No, I-N-D-I-G-E-N-T. G-E-N-T. Yep. Indigent, I think is how you pronounce it, but I don't know. Either way, experiencing want or need, impoverished, lacking or deficient, a poor or destitute person. Okay. So they buried people who they didn't know who they were, people that nobody claimed the body to, and people that were too poor to afford an actual grave. Does that sound about right? Sounds about right to me. Well, he's sitting in one of those in Arkansas. Dope. Excellent choice. Yeah. So I told you kind of a bummer of a story. Kind of. You know? Just kind of a bummer. Yeah. He killed all 14 members of his family. He did do that. Most of which were children. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then killed two more people and wounded like four more. Yeah. Five more. Yep. But then he turned himself over and was like, hey, I deserve death. You should kill me now. Aw. I know. What a great guy. Yeah. We should go and find his grave and put a marker over it. I'm sure it does. We should. They knew his name. We should add to the marker. Oh. Yeah. Just like carve in there, featured on 
the Christmas episode of season two of Three Shots In. <laughs> Three Shots In Christmas edition 2020. Yeah. Yeah, we could uh, dig a little hole uh-huh. on top of it. Make a little cesspit. Oh, yeah. Take some poops inside it. Yeah, take some poopies. <laughs> Just leave him a couple of poops and then we can take off. Yeah. Hightail it right out of there because we, we did what we went there to do. Yeah, that sounds great. Mm-hmm. We'll be super relieved. We can like go grab dinner or something after. Yeah, we'll bring Lindsay yeah. since she's used to pooping in, in she's dirt a, holes. She's a dirt pooper. She, she's a dirt pooper. That's correct. She could show us how. <laughs> <laughs> yep. She went on a five-day hike thing where she pooped in dirt. In the Grand Canyon. Yep. Grand she slept in dirt. In the Grand Canyon. Yep. In the poopy dirt. The in poopy the- dirt. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Great. Sounds like a plan. We're going to poop. Yeah, we're going to poop right on Ronald Gene Simmons Sr. Mm-hmm. R-G-S. Let's do it. I'm down. Sweet. Yeah, so sorry. Merry Christmas, though. Merry everyone. Christmas. Merry Christmas. As you listen to these stories, please remember that terrible things happen every day of the year. And Christmas is not unique in that. It's just, you know, it's a time that we try to remember that good things happen, too. It's just not something we're trying to help you remember. That's no. all. Yeah, we're trying to make you realize how terrible the world is. We're trying to counterbalance. Yeah. That's really all it is. Yeah, after you listen to this episode, just go and watch one and a half Hallmark movies. And that'll it's counter- a wonderful life. Yeah, that'll counterbalance exactly Christmas Carol. what we've done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go watch all of that. Elf. Mm-hmm. You just need to watch Elf once. That'll counterbalance us. Miracle on whatever the hell street. What uh, it? 34th. Sure. I think it's 34th Street. Mm-hmm. Maybe not, though. You could watch that, too. You could watch it, though. Mm-hmm. The little girl who keeps the piece of gum for, like, ever. Just yep. chews it a few chews a night and sticks it back in the wrapper because they were too poor to afford more gum. Adorable and sad. Yeah. But what a wonderful heart. Let's remember that. What Go about ahead. the movie with the, the guy that, that wants to buy shoes for his mom? Some shit. Is that a movie? Oh, God. They made a Hallmark movie after a country song. Yeah, they did. Huh. Yeah. No, don't listen to that. Avoid that at all costs and watch something that's at least mildly entertaining. You know, watch some of the old stop motion Rudolph movies. Uh. Watch some of those old stop motion Christmas movies. Frosty the Snowman. Watch Elf. Watch Die Hard. Yeah, watch Die Hard. (laughs) Yeah. And then come back and listen to my story. Watch Harry Potter. Watch Harry Potter. It's a Christmas movie. (laughs) I consider it a Christmas movie. Yes, it is. And then return back to this episode and listen to my terrible uh, contributions to this very morbid episode after this very quick break. Adios. Adios. See you then. Do you want to see him? Yeah. He looks fucking gross. It's to be expected. He looks terrible for 50. Jeez. There he is. Oh, that doesn't work. Yeah. He's gross. Right? Mm-hmm. No wonder why a 24-year-old turned down his sexual advances. Honestly? He looks like he's 70, but he, he never reached that age. But how? You how know, what? Like, how could she resist? Like, considering the fact that he's got no indoor plumbing, I bet he's smelling super ripe. That's true. Not into that girl? Mm. That natural musk? Natural musk. <laughs> <laughs> Danny boy, Danny boy, the pipes, the pipes are calling.
pretty sure you have your volume turned way low. I mean, it was halfway actually, but now what's up? Restart back at the volume that I had originally set before, you know, you didn't give your phone any volume. Okay, number one, please go fuck yourself. <laughs> oh, Danny boy, the pipes, the pipes are calling. So Cyberpunk's out. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you did you make your character? I made a character. Did you make a character? I did make one. And? I hate her. And I'm going to be aborting no. her ASAP <laughs> so I can make another one. No. Yeah. For you guys who, you know, haven't spent your whole life with Jessica, near Jessica, uh, when she makes characters on a video game. Any video game. Literally any video game that have that has like customizable options for your character uh she will make her character spending hours doing so and then after she finally crafts what she believes to be a masterpiece she then plays the game for about 15 minutes if that all she has to do is see one cutscene with her character in it and she thinks, ew, no, I don't want to see that. She quits the game, deletes the character, and then spends another two to three hours crafting a new one. Correct. Honestly, like the penis sizes that they had in there as the options, they all looked about the same, right? Definitely not. I kind of like I want I wanted to make it like just ridiculous, you know, like I wanted I wanted my penis to like hang out of like my pant legs. Right. You know, like just stupid. That's what everybody wanted. Yeah. Just to be funny. Yes. I thought it'd be funny like during like the cutscenes, like you just see a dragon on the floor, you know, mm -hmm. I thought that would be hilarious. It would be. I would have also given myself like really long nipples if the option was there. Same. There's no one that has a schlong that reaches their pant legs. How deep, how could you possibly know that? I mean, I guess I can't possibly know that, but I feel like that would be like news, right? No? No. 100%. That'd be on Twitter or something? The record breaker in America is 13 and a half soft. That's pretty fucking big. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Uh-huh. And I know that because, do you remember on Netflix, there was My Strange Body? Mm-hmm. He was one of the, I think he was anyway, I can't remember, but he was one of the episodes. Uh-huh super nerdy, unattractive, goober looking dude, but fucking confident as hell walking around in his fedora and trench coat. Mm. Like, you know, he could just plop it out and shut everyone up if he wanted. And literally he could do that. And everyone would. Well, if he's the record like, holder, like you just is, gotta be like, Hey, he's here's the record holder. Here's my Guinness record, bitch. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Welcome back. Welcome back and Merry Christmas. Even though it was yesterday, I guess. It was yesterday. That is true. Well. Or several days after, depending on when you Then you know this. what? I unmarry your Christmas. I hope it wasn't Merry. Yeah. I'm just kidding. I do actually hope it was Merry. Anyway, let's spin the wheel. Okay. 
Oh, so we do have the uh, the Christmas wheel up today. We do. Yeah. Well, we just got fuck, Mary kill Christmas edition. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. Okay. I know I got I got one. Okay, go. All right. Fuck, Mary kill Tim Allen as Santa Claus. Mm -hmm. Kurt Russell as Santa Claus Mm -hmm. and Paul Giamatti as Santa Claus. Which one is Paul Giamatti again? He was in Fred Claus. Mm. Oh, God. Kill Paul Giamatti. <laughs> going to kill him. Yeah. I will marry Tim Allen. I think very highly of, of him. And uh-huh. I will have one romantic night with uh, Kurt Russell. So in the fuck, marry, kill order, you would fuck Kurt Russell. Yep. You would marry Tim Allen. Yes. And you would kill Paul Giamatti. Yes. All right. Now replace Tim Allen with the robot Tim Allen from the Santa Claus 2. Mm, mm, okay. In that case, kill Paul Giamatti. Have one <laughs> night with the robot, <laughs> and I'm gonna marry Kurt Russell. <laughs> but still, kill Paul Giamatti. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You'd rather fuck a robot than Paul Giamatti. <laughs> yeah. I just I don't know what it is about him. I don't have an issue with him. I don't know anywhere near the issue I have with Nicolas Cage. I just don't find him attractive. Is it because? The first thing you ever saw him in was Big Fat Liar. Big Fat Liar <laughs> <laughs> with Frankie Muniz. Yeah, uh, you, I don't know. Maybe I just don't. I just don't think he's attractive. It's just. I mean, it's that. But I do think Tim Allen is attractive. Really? Yeah. And the robot version of him grossed me out. But if <laughs> all I have to do is spend one night with the robot, then I will. The robot never stops smiling. I understand. I'll just close my eyes. Mm. But he won't finish that way. It's not going to finish anyway. It's a robot. So like I get to decide when it's over, I assume, just as long as a sex act happens. And I know exactly what it'll be. I don't want to hear it. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to hear it. Okay, that's fine. Uh, Okay, so it's my turn to give you an FMK. Okay, here you go. I'm kind of going to, I'm just going to kind of make it up as I go. Okay. Yukon Cornelius. What? Oh, uh, okay. So the... I swear to God, if you give me fucking claymation, motherfuckers. That's exactly what you're about to get. So do you want to be with the red bearded pickaxe wielding sled driver, the elf that wants to be a dentist or the robot? I'm sorry, the snowman. What is this? From Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. I never watched it. I don't care. I always fell asleep. Shall I show you pictures? Yes. Yes. Picture. Pictures, please. Here we go. I already know what my choice was. Of course you do, you <laughs> freak. Oh, Yukon Cornelius. That's how he talks. That's what you've got to look forward to. Yeah. I never understood why those claymation movies stayed as like a must watch. Mm-hmm. I understand why they were popular when they first came out and then maybe a little while after. But the fact that people still buy and watch them today makes I love no it. sense to me. It's a lot of nostalgia for me. They're so fucking boring. I love them. I don't think I've ever lasted longer than like 10 minutes. I always fall asleep. Yeah. But you're also a terrible person and boring. So I don't, I'm not shocked to hear that. Here's Yukon, bachelor number one. (laughs) Okay. He's a tiny little pickaxe. He does. Actually, it's large for how big he is. So just think of it that way. Here is the snowman. Ew. Okay. And Rudolph dentist elf. (laughs) Ew. He's an adult. Don't get... Why? God. What, what, who are you picking? Who are you picking? 
Fuck, Mary kill. All right. All right. Do you want to see them again? No. I have them right I here. I got it. The, paid, the windows are open. I got it. We will. I don't need to look. I got it. I will. I will fuck Yukon. Nice. I, <laughs> I will. I will. I will marry dentist elf. <laughs> For the income. I understand. <laughs> and I will. I will burn and melt the snowman. Funny. I will kill him. <laughs> I would have killed the elf. <laughs> I would have had one night with the snowman and I would have married Yukon Cornelius. Mm-mm. He's a keeper. No, that snowman is horrendous. <laughs> yeah, but the voice is so nice. It's voiced by the snowman is voiced by, um, damn it, I forget his name, but he, you'd recognize his voice right away. He's also, I'm pretty sure, a very famous singer. Just not, you know, in your generation or mine. So irrelevant now. I don't know. Is that uh, dude you think is um, underrated, irrelevant? That like rock and roll dude. It's very Elvis Presley like, but it's not. Oh, Elvis like Tom Presley. Jones. Yeah, a lot of people think he's irrelevant. He remained relevant. But do you think he's irrelevant? No. There you go. A lot of people feel the way that you feel about what's his name, Tom Jones. Tom Jones. How do you not know who Tom Jones is? Because I, I don't care about music. Disgusting. I like it. I just don't care that much about who made it. But anyway, you gave me two, technically, so... I I made a slight alteration. You did. You made one slight alteration. I'm going to alter everything and give you a brand new set. Okay. Buddy the Elf. Fuck. The Bad Santa. Was that what it was called? Bad Santa? Um, Billy Bob Thornton? Yeah. Okay. The Hotel Manager from Home Alone 2. Uh, Nigel? Mm -hmm. Nigel Thornberry? Yes. I love that actor. I can't remember his name either. Love him. Love him. He was in a uh, uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show too. Yeah. He was also it, the clown. I know. I know. Okay. Think long and hard. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We're going to we're going to fuck Nigel Thornberry. Okay. The hotel, Bell hotel manager, hotel manager mm-hmm. from Home Alone Two. We are going to marry. Billy Bob Thornton's Bad Santa. Odd. And we're going to kill Buddy the Elf. Interesting. Interesting. I too would have killed (laughs) Buddy the Elf. Yeah. I just feel like I could not stand to be in a room with that man, you know? Yeah. Well, I just couldn't, I couldn't have sex with him and that would be involved in marriage as well. So just to avoid that, I will kill him. (laughs) You would kill him? It's not out of hate. I loved, I love Elf, but he's going to die. And then I would have one really wild night with uh, Billy Bob. Uh-huh. And then I would for sure marry the hotel manager. Gross. Because he's got hidden talents, I'm sure. Yeah. Lock that in tight. Yeah, me and Billy Bob, feel like I feel like that'd be a good combo, you know? You think so? Yeah, we'd have fun partying all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't get quite as drunk, and okay. so I'd be able to, to help keep him clean. Gotcha. And not as dirty. Uh, you would help each other to grow as people. Yeah. You'd have a wonderful, wholesome relationship. Yeah. Nice. And I would have one, hopefully, blackout night with <laughs> Nigel Thornberry. <laughs> See, Nigel Thornberry, I got to know his name. There it is, Tim Curry. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd Tim marry. Curry. I would marry Tim Curry for sure. Because he'd be, he'd be awesome. He seems like he'd be a super fun person to be with. See, but you didn't, and, say, you didn't and, say Tim Curry. What? You didn't say Tim Curry. You said the manager of the hotel. Yeah, but I know what's behind that. I know what he's got going on. No, that's gross. And you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not wrong. You I'm, are wrong. I'm going to marry him. Mm. 
in that hypothetical scenario universe. Yeah. <laughs> like in, in an alternate dimension somewhere, Jessica is married to Tim Curry. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Let's, let's hear your, uh, your Christmas. What, what do you got today? What, what is it? It's a mystery. Ooh. A Christmas mystery. It's going to be like a present. It's a Christmas mystery. The hell was that? Probably stupid Terry. No, that wasn't. Tally? A loud thud. I don't know. My children fling their arms about when they're sleeping, so. Yeah. Or my demon is getting angry. Really wants you to come to bed already? Yeah. Its feet are cold? It's cold. <laughs> um, Needs his cuddle buddy. <laughs> Let me go check. Did you think, I hear like a child screaming? Yeah, I something. thought I heard a little whimper. Oh. Go make sure it's the demon. No one has peed their pants. No one out of bed. Both still dead asleep. It was definitely your demon. Yeah. He's upset. I know. Did you guys have a fight? No, I was. I was. I was up late. I was watching Supernatural last night. Which, by the way, the the latest season, right? The last season mm-hmm. uh, was put on Netflix, and I started the first episode, mm-hmm. and it was quite possibly the worst. Thing I have watched in a long time. Yeah. It was horrible. That checks out. So naturally I watched a few more and I love it. <laughs> it's so bad. It's so bad, but it's yeah. amazing. Well, maybe that's why he's upset because Supernatural is very discriminatory towards ghosts. Yeah. Ghosts were getting schwacked left and right. That's what I'm saying. He's probably upset by that. Yeah. But a few demons in, too. That's inconsiderate. You know what I mean? Yeah. He I saw his brothers just being slaughtered. Mm-hmm. By the Winchesters. Laughed at, made fun of, turned mm-hmm. into villains. So what? He stands over you while you're sleeping and he listens to you breathe. Yeah. I mean. Big whoop. Uh, I wouldn't kill him, you know? I mean, you maybe you would though, actually, if it was, if all it took was shooting assault. Yeah, like it'd be pretty cool, assault actually. Bullet. Yeah, well, that, that doesn't kill the demons. But the ghosts, it helps. <laughs> it helps. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. All right, stern slurp. Back to your story. <laughs> <laughs> so a Chris mystery. No, I don't. I don't like it. Okay. I don't like it. Let's come up right. with a new story. Take new it back. Title. A Christmas mystery. Yes. Mysterious Christmas. Okay. A Christmas mystery. Matilda Rooney. Have you heard that name before? Oh, yeah. No, I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. So Christmas Eve, 1885. On the outskirts of Seneca, Illinois, Patrick and Matilda Rooney, they were an elderly couple. There was a man named John Larson, whom they hired to help them with chores around the property. Okay. Uh, He also lived on the property. They had a little small place for him off to the side. He had his own little little house, Uh bachelor pad. And because he was a bachelor, sadly, he had no one to celebrate Christmas Eve with. Oh. I know. Very sad. So they invited John. They said, come and join us in our home. And uh, the three of them, John, Patrick, and Matilda Rooney, they had a great night, sat in front of the fireplace, they drank some whiskey, they talked and they laughed, a lot of fun. And then when they were ready to call it a night, they told John, because it was so freezing outside, and because he'd been drinking, they told John to just use the guest bedroom, which was upstairs. Okay. Now, if you remember, Patrick and Matilda Rooney, they're an elderly couple. So their room is downstairs because they can't handle going up and down the stairs all the time. Right. Also, it's 1885, so they have separate bedrooms. That was a thing? It's a thing now, actually. A lot of people, even now, not even elderly people, think like it's just better if they have separate rooms in the same house while being married. 
That's weird. I think so too, but there are a lot of people out there that say it's just, it's nice to have a space to go to that's yours that you don't have to share. And like you can sleep over in someone in your like husband's room or your husband can sleep over in your room. But if there's like a fight or something, there's no having to stress about like awkward silences laying in the same bed or whatever. The only reason I can see that being a thing is if one person is like a super light sleeper and the other person loves blasting the office while they go to sleep and they can both get what they want if they're in separate rooms. I mean, maybe. I know like for me, let's just say, you know, I was a loud snorer in some universe. Right. And, you know, nothing was working to like alleviate that, like breathe right strips or whatever. Um, Sleep apnea machines or masks. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, I would hate to be the reason Terry wasn't getting any sleep. So then I could understand having a a separate bedroom if you could afford it, you know? No, I still think it's weird. Same, but still. Whatever. Like I said, they had a wonderful night. They tell John, no big deal. Go upstairs. You can crash in the guest bedroom. Uh, We're going to call it a night. Um, And they all go their separate ways. At some point in the wee hours of the morning, John wakes up gasping for air. Oh. He's half asleep. He's having this coughing fit. He says that he's struggling to breathe. He doesn't know why. But it just feels like he, like almost like something was caught in his throat. So he, uh, he's coughing and coughing, exhausts himself, but eventually he catches his breath. He settles down. He just falls back to sleep. And so Christmas morning, John wakes up. He realizes he can smell smoke. Mm. Uh But he can also smell something else, and he's having trouble describing it. Whatever it is, it smells awful. So Um, Could it be sulfur? Who knows? So he he wonders, uh uh-oh, maybe the fireplace didn't die down, like, and it it was able to catch something before it died or something like that. So he, you know, throws something on, runs downstairs. Um, The smell on the first floor is overwhelming. It reeks down here. It's hazy. There's still smoke downstairs. He decides to wake up Patrick. He can't find the source of the smoke. He can't find the source of the fire. Does no idea what's going on, what could even be burning. He goes and he wakes up, uh, tries to wake up Patrick to alert him. And at first, he just thinks Patrick must be sleeping very deeply uh, from maybe the drinks they had had the night before. But soon he realized that Patrick is dead. Oh, no. Deceased. He's like, oh, God. Runs over to Matilda's room. And her room is empty. (gasps) Oh, no. John panics. He starts thinking Matilda must have murdered Patrick and then hauled ass. Like, just got the hell out of there. Tried to to frame the the Mm farmhand. Maybe pin it on him. Maybe she tried to set the house on fire. And it just didn't work out the way she wanted. So he runs over to the closest neighbor's place. He lets them know what's going on. Uh, The neighbors call the cops. And then the man of the house convinces John that the two of them should go back to Matilda and Patrick's house to search it. Okay. So they walk in. The house still totally reeks. Um, They do a sweep of the first floor. And to their surprise, they find a two and a half by three foot hole burned into the kitchen floor. Huh. And sitting right on the edge of it are two charred feet with Matilda's slippers still on them. Damn it. Is this is this spontaneous human combustion? Spontaneous Christmas combustion. <laughs> so they they see this. It's fucking weird already that there's a big fucking hole in the kitchen. Oh my god, there are Matilda's feet. 
they ditch. Yeah. They're like, this is weird shit. We're not staying in here. They decide, like, that's that's over our heads. We're just going to wait for the cops. Um, and the cops end up sho- showing up shortly after that. So they look around and they discover the cops when they first go in. Uh, look around. They find the hole in the kitchen floor. They do see some of uh, Matilda's remains on the edge. And um, on the second floor, they realize that the bed sheets in uh, the room that John was using and the pillowcase and stuff uh, were white. And clearly you could see dusted on them was like soot and ash and stuff. Mm. So, uh, and I guess like kind of on the floor and all the furniture up there. His guest bedroom happened to be like right above the kitchen. So they figure that like, because the fire was there, that like smoke and ash and stuff billowed up into his room. And around the time he had his coughing fit, was probably around the time she was burning in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, the cops, also very confused, decide to call a doctor. And it's 1885, so it takes a whole day for him to get there. Okay. Now, the doctor was Dr. Floyd Clendenin, and he ended up reporting that as soon as he walked in to uh, Patrick and Matilda's house, there was an acrid smell which means like very foul and sour. Uh-huh. Uh, as soon as he entered, um, he did note that Patrick Rooney's body was lying on the floor beside his bed and uh, determines that Patrick Rooney likely asphyxiated as a result of inhaling the smoke from the fire in the kitchen, which was right next door to his room. Upon entering the kitchen, he noted there was a candle on the dining room table, not far from where the burned hole was in the floor and it was completely burned down on the side that faced where the fire had burned, but whole on the opposite side. Yeah, that was a sign. Obviously there was heat enough to melt the wax, but only on that one side. There's literally no fire damage anywhere else, except for the hole. And when he inspected that, the hole itself had burned deep enough that you could see the underside of the house. And inside they found a partial skull a cervical bone, a handful of vertebrae, a partial right femur, and a badly burned, barely intact ilium, which is apparently like the pelvis bone. Ew. Buried in a pile of ashes. So I guess this Dr. Floyd Clendenin asked around and found out that Matilda had been roughly like 160 pounds before she died. And he guessed that the fire must have been around 2,500 degrees Fahrenheit. Oh, Jesus. it burned through her bones and stuff. Yeah. And reduced her 160-pound body to 12 pounds of ash and charred remains. Fuck. Yeah. And this is kind of like the really messed up cherry on top. Uh, So obviously, like, local newspapers were like, oh, my God, this is crazy. What could have done it? So they went to interview their family. Okay. This family, I'm guessing they did not get along with um, and must have been very religious. Ah. Because their only comment was that Matilda burning and Patrick dying must have been punishment for drinking on Christmas Eve. Mm, If if that's the case, just light me up right now. I I read that and I was like, oh, dang, we're going to burn. Yeah, we're going to we're going to fucking burn. (laughs) Crazy, right? Yeah. It's short. That's all I have. Um, But I just couldn't pass it up. I had no idea there was a spontaneous human combustion story that was also a Christmas story. 
It was beautiful. Yeah. And Merry Christmas to me. Spontaneous human combustion. Doesn't make any sense. You know, it's so gross. It is really nasty. And why are there always feet inside of slippers? I don't get that. <laughs> That's the second time. <laughs> yeah. Second time. Maybe maybe slippers are, are smite resistors. Ah, got it. Like you right. can't, you cannot smite slippers. Right. And it, to be fair, it was not her feet that were recognizable. It was the slippers. So like her actual feet had burned, but what made them recognize that they were Matilda's slippers at all is that the slippers were intact enough that they could, they could tell they were hers, which doesn't make any sense. No. If it burned that hot. Yeah. If it melted candle wax within a few seconds, mm-hmm. it melted. It melted bone down away. Yep. In no way do those slippers survive. Didn't burn through the ceiling either, by the way. Like right. it's 1885. I'm imagining like a really old, like mostly, mostly wood house, a wood floor and, you know, wood ceiling and all that stuff. I'm thinking that's why the smoke when and ash and like soot and stuff got through like the cracks in the floorboards. That's kind of just what I picture. And that's why John Larson woke up having his coughing fit and stuff, not realizing like half asleep it's pitch dark in there not realizing that his room is full of like smoke and stuff. Um, that is like in pristine condition for burning that a, a house like that, especially if a fire was that hot. Yeah. But nope. Just that one, one spot. Gross. Super, super gross. Must've been quick though. Well, it had to have been. No, like the, the death. That's what I mean. Yeah. Like instant. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of people think it's alcohol related. That first old lady that I talked about in uh, the only other episode I've talked about spontaneous human combustion. Yeah. Um, remember I told you they like people trying to figure out like what could have caused it. Think it's because she was old and was like hooked up to an oxygen tank. Okay. So she had her little like nose tubes on. Yeah. Um, and they think that it had something to do with her also being like a smoker. So the oxygen caught fire inside of her. Yeah. And but, burned hotter than like anything ever. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It doesn't add up. No, it doesn't. But that's the best they could come up with. And they didn't have oxygen tanks in the 1800s. Nope. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Spontaneous human combustion. I hope none of our listeners, you know, spontaneously human combust. Don't, don't. Combust spontaneously. Don't combust. Humans. You still have other episodes to listen to. Oh, yes. So live. <laughs> but if you don't listen, I don't care. Combust. Well, they can't hear you anyway, so they have no Good. idea. Well, I hope, 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 they're, hope they're just spontaneously combusting. So since that's done, I thought it might be nice to share that we, we received a very kind email from a listener. We did. From one Mr. Flash. Yes, Mr. Flash. And it was very sweet. Lots of praise. Apparently he was a big fan of the episode we had dad on. Yeah. Uh, he said he could tell where we get our sense of humor. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely fucked up. Fucked yep. up humor mm -hmm. from a from a fucked up father. Yeah. Yeah. Got some. I don't Why know. Did you that, hesitate that to sounded, say that? Well, it just sounded like mean and dark, but like it wasn't. I was just. You say worse things all the time. Like what? What do you mean like what? What have I ever said that was mean or worse? You told me I should get plastic surgery. <laughs> that does sound like something I would say. Yeah, you did say it. Yeah. What was it for your nose? <laughs> no. 
<laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> I told you, you should get plastic surgery on your nose. Stop it. <laughs> Stop. You're hurting my feelings. Just wanted to call that out. That was uh, really awesome. Mm-hmm. He is apparently in Nebraska. Yes, Nebraska. I officially know one person who's ever been to Nebraska, and that's Flash. And he lives there. He lives there. Yeah, I don't. I haven't known anyone else who's from there. Or who has been there. Yeah, or that. No, I don't think anyone goes to Nebraska. <laughs> to be fair, though, I, I haven't been anywhere except for California, Arizona, because mom's there, Texas, because we live here now, Nevada, because of Las Vegas, and Wisconsin, because of family. Um... Don't forget, New Mexico, we stopped in Albuquerque, Jessica. That doesn't count. We were there. That doesn't count. If we just drove through it, it wouldn't have counted, but we stopped in Albuquerque. What, to eat at Sonic? It was Del Taco. <laughs> that doesn't count. We went We went to the Walmart in, in Albuquerque, <laughs> and then we went to the Del Taco, yeah. and then we drove. Doesn't count. I don't count that. I'd go to Nebraska. I have no idea what they have there. I don't really know. Oh, you know what? Actually... According to Supernatural, they have a lot of, of monsters in Nebraska. Oh. Yeah. Every time they go on like a monster hunt, mm-hmm. it's always in like Kansas, Nebraska, mm-hmm. you know, like states that no one like goes to. It's where a lot of serial killers come from too. Those areas. Coincidence? Probably not. Probably not. Who knows? Is Flash a serial killer? Maybe. Are we his next target? We could be. Well, if we go down and we don't spontaneously combust it's because of flash if we don't spontaneously combust yeah i don't think he can spontaneously combust us but you said if we go down do you mean if we die yeah if we go if we die if we go down okay (laughs) (laughs) so he's just he's out he's out for blood yeah he's gonna get us okay (laughs) for sure for sure i I don't know i think we'll be ready for him i'm in texas like i'm not rich yeah and i hope to be rich one day right but I would like to be rich for at least a little before I go down, you know, before I get got. Yeah. Yeah. Like at least or, I'm going to be rich for a little bit. Or spontaneously combust. Yeah. 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 Like let me enjoy the cash for like a few years before, before you off me. Okay. Flash. You're, that's a, like an, a formal request. That is a formal request to just flash. Wait and, until, yeah. Just hold off until we make it big. Give us, so, you know, maybe three, four years to enjoy it, you know, and then you can take us out. Yeah. Him and TJ. Well, that's uh, that's all for me. I guess we can spin the wheel a last time. Yeah, and then we'll wrap wrap it up, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. just like all the gifts wrapped up. The Christmas wheel is a little. It's kind of a deeper sound. It's more bassy. It's a little bassier. I, I might have positioned it wrong. And Maybe we, it's the I mic remember, settings. Remember, remember, we talked about putting tape on the floor so we know exactly where to place the wheel for the audio. Yeah. Yeah, we should we should really do that. Okay, you think it was like the echo or something? Something, yeah, because acoust- like the acoustics. Yeah, because like the fireplace mm. is right there. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, th- yeah, I'll think I'll think about that. I'll try to remember that next time. Yeah, she had some tape. Yeah. All right. Well, the wheel, Jessica, landed on one that I'm not excited about because you're going to make me feel horrible. I probably not. Would you rather Christmas mm. edition? Oh, wonderful. Okay, let's see. Would you rather eat Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer or sleep with Buddy the Elf? Eat Rudolph. Easy. Venison? He can talk. I understand. He'll be dead <laughs> when I eat him, though. No, you have to You have to eat him limb at a, to, one limb at a time. I have to eat him alive? Yeah. Okay, I'll fuck Buddy the Elf. <laughs> <laughs> you also have to 
fuck him one limb at a time. What? Yep. What does that mean? Them's the rules, Jessica. I don't make them. Okay. I mean, you did though just now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, whatever. I don't want to eat something while it's still alive. I'm not a monster. Okay. All right. That's fair. But I guess I'll fuck Buddy the Elf one appendage at a time. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Okay. All right. Would you rather, I don't know. I can't think of anything but like really childish stuff. Like what? Would you rather shove six candy canes up your butt or five candy canes (laughs) up your butt? (laughs) You know what? If I'm there, I might as well just get a sixth one in. Fucking, I knew it. (laughs) I knew it. You know, like there's already five. All right. I'm assuming they're peppermint. This is going to hurt, you know? I know, but it'll actually like not smell like a dead animal down there for once. I don't smell like a dead animal, Jessica. <laughs> now, how are they going in? Are they going in long side or are they going in curvy side? Ooh, <laughs> fun. Um, you know like, what? Is it going is it oh, to look, oh, like, oh. Is it gonna not, look like a, like see, a big starfish? You're thinking of the delicate, like hook-shaped ones. Yeah. I was thinking of those like fucking like long. Oh, the like the wands? The rods. Yeah, the rods. Yeah, the peppermint rods. Oh, I don't want that. Uh, like five. The girthier one. Five, five. of those? Yeah, okay. just five. Okay. I understand that. Would you rather be standing underneath mistletoe with Toby Maguire and have to obey the rules of mistletoe? Or would you rather be playing white elephant and the gift you pick that you can't give away is a dinner date with Toby Maguire? Fuck. You can kiss him once or you can have a night with him that doesn't even have to be romantic. It just has to be at least an hour and a half. Dinner date. Because I have very strong opinions mm-hmm. and I feel like I could either bore him or hurt him. With your words? With my words. <laughs> okay. Hmm. Would you rather get fisted by robot Tim <laughs> Allen Santa Claus? Okay. Or have to go down on Paul Giamatti Santa Claus? Have to go down on him? And he gets to watch. Yes, he's watching you. You have to make eye contact the whole time. <laughs> Ew. You could barely see over his big belly. <laughs> <laughs> but I have to find a way to make co- eye contact with him anyway. Like, like his eyes are like barely, I- barely showing <laughs> <laughs> over his belly, but they're always present. Damn they're it. constant. <laughs> I'll, I'll suck Paul Giamatti up. <laughs> I'm, not getting, I'm not getting fisted by that like <laughs> demon robot. <laughs> God. <laughs> Your, you held up your hands and displayed what the eyes would look like. Yeah, well, they're just peeking over his belly. <laughs> <laughs> they're all like wide and intense. <laughs> oh God! He's probably like probably has like really nasty sounding grunts too. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got it. Okay, um, I I am blanking on this Christmas edition stuff. Oh my God! I'm gonna win. <laughs> no. You're not. I'm going to win. No. <laughs> Maybe you will. I can't think of anything. Because like the, the Tobey Maguire stuff, I went straight for the, the low-hanging fruit. That was easy. Yeah. Damn it. If you think of something, just spit it out. Usually that's what I do. Would you rather have to have to sleep with Santa Claus Nick Cage or... The, the, or, the only thing that makes that Christmas edition hey, is that he's it's dressed Christmas as Santa. edition. <laughs> It is Christmas. Okay. Or have to do a striptease for Paul Giamatti as Santa Claus and Danny DeVito as Santa Claus. And it's in a private room so they can do whatever they want with their hands. I'll sleep. Just, I'll they just, they I'll, just can't touch I'll you. I'll sleep with Santa Nicolas Cage. You, 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 don't, you don't want to be gawked at for three and a half minutes? Not by Danny DeVito. 
and and Paul. <laughs> I was like, uh, but Paul is fine. <laughs> it's not going to stop there. You know what I mean? When we alone in a room with those two. They can't do anything. Your bouncer is right outside the door. No, it wouldn't even be fun. At least like hate might fuel like they tip nice my night with Nicolas Cage. A tip for the tip. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) Yeah, I'll just have a night of like really angry hate sex with Santa Nicolas Cage. I mean, he's got to have a beard on and stuff. So he does. I can only see his eyes. The full get up. Yeah. So cool. We'll do that. Okay. Okay. Would you rather have to go down on Tobey Maguire with a cinnamon stick up your butthole or... (laughs) Okay. Cinnamon sticks are fall, not Christmas. Eggnog. I'm sorry. Would you rather have to go down on Tobey Maguire with nutmeg up your butthole? Thank you. (laughs) Or have to slather him with the grease from a Christmas ham and throw back... Uh. <laughs> is this too graphic yeah have i taken it too far yeah that was that was too far <laughs> okay sorry you were making me do things with men i hate so i just wanted you to do like the most depraved <laughs> terrible bullshit okay would you rather okay hold on before you go i have one okay so remember back to the time when when you chose to go down on paul giamatti i did as santa claus yes so now you have, have an option. To stare over his yes. his belly. eye contact. Yeah, you have you have the option of doing that with him or with Ross Geller as the holiday armadillo. Eye contact must be held. That, and the, I liter- suit, it literally couldn't happen. No, the suit covers it. Yeah, and so he cut a hole, <laughs> and he pulls it out and just it just pops right out. I'll we'll do the holiday armadillo. Sure. Okay. David Schwimmer is more attractive than Paul Giamatti anyway. That's true. Not by much, but yes. Okay. Just because the ways for these would you rather options to fit into Christmas edition are very vague um, (laughs) and don't have to be anything crazy. Would you rather, I guess, well, let's start simple. It's maybe I need to warm up. Maybe that's what I needed. Would you rather have to listen to Christmas music all year long for all your music? The artist can be anyone, but it's Christmas, Christmas music all the time. Or... Would you rather have to eat only Christmas food all the time? Christmas food all the time. Yeah? Yeah. Because if you said I had to only listen to Christmas music forever and I get to choose who I listen to, I would literally only be listening to one album for the rest of my life. William Shatner? No. Would you rather build a gingerbread house with Ryan Reynolds? Okay. Or decorate a Christmas tree with Keanu Reeves? Gingerbread House, Ryan Reynolds. Okay. Would you rather go ice skating with Daniel Radcliffe? <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of anybody really, but that's fine. Or make Christmas cookies all day with Kathy Bates. Christmas cookies with Kathy Bates. That sounds awesome, yeah, right? Yeah, that sounds pretty wholesome. Mm-hmm. Would you rather use the grease from cooking a ham as lubricant? or the dinner gravy as lubricant ham grease yeah ham grease was was the better option there for sure definitely all right well that's the wheel man (laughs) i'm out of ideas you're out of good ideas yeah maybe it's just like i don't know relaxed i'm feeling lazy i'm getting sleepy Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yesterday and i mean not for us but for you guys who are listening 
the day that this episode comes out. You opened up all your gifts. Maybe you watched a movie. Jacob's never seen a Christmas story, by the way. What's that one? Um, that's oh, the, one, the, the little the, kid. The kid with wants a gun or something? Yeah. And you'll shoot your eye out or whatever. Yeah, I've never seen it. I know you haven't. I've seen it once. We did not grow up watching it. No. But Terry did, and he insisted, and it is really good. You'd like it. It's funny. Maybe. Um, we plan on watching Die Hard. Yep. That's a Christmas movie. And I don't, if any of you disagree, I don't want to hear it. Mm-hmm. Keep that to yourselves. Arguably, most of the Harry Potter movies are Christmas movies. Christmas does happen in them. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so <laughs> that counts for me. Honestly, anything to avoid that stupid Kurt Russell Christmas thing on Netflix right now. They yeah. put out a sequel. Every time I get home, your kids are fucking watching it. I know. I want to kill myself. <laughs> so wrapping up the episode, don't forget to send an email to fanmail at three shots Just like Flash. Just like Flash with any topic ideas, wheel spin ideas, or just general praise. Put your hand down. I had to salute general praise. I hate that you do that every single time. Anytime it's like generally blah. Whatever. Or majorly blah. I mean. It was a major pain. It was a major. Who? God, you're literally saluting every single time. They're my superiors. (laughs) God. Uh, Don't forget to like, rate, subscribe, comment, share with your friends, share with your grandparents. Spread spread the joy. Spread the joy that is three shots in. (laughs) And last, but most definitely not least, we do have that Patreon page. You can get there by going to threeshotsin.com. That'll just redirect you right to it. And there's something on there, isn't there? At this point, yes. There is something ready and prepared on there for our patrons. Would you like to tell them what it is? It was your idea. I think you should be the one. When me and Jacob were first deciding how we wanted this podcast to go and what we would do in recording and stuff. Alcohol was a big part of it. It's a lot of fun for us. Helps us to like wind down at the end of the day. We're more relaxed. We're more talkative. It's we, we just have a good time. But a big inspiration was a show called Drunk History on Comedy Central. Yes. And so inspired by them, we've decided for our patrons to get especially sloshed and read classic Christmas poems, such as The Night Before Christmas, The Grinch, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. What's good about this is that you will have never heard me and Jessica this drunk before. No, they probably did. You would have only heard us this drunk before once, maybe twice. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it'll be funny trying to get us to sit down like in that state and read that off. That'll be hilarious. Yep. When you hear it. (laughs) (laughs) You mean it was hilarious. We haven't recorded it yet, okay? But it will be out there after Christmas, which is when you are listening to this, okay? Yeah, you're listening to this on the 26th. That came out probably yesterday, maybe this morning at the same time. Maybe later tonight. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? But you won't know unless you're on Patreon. You can get there at threeshotsin.com and you can subscribe and then you can listen to all of our amazing content. You're beautiful. We love you. Uh, Goodbye. Merry Christmas.